Hello and welcome to Christmas on a Budget, the podcast that ensures the only thing going into the red over the holidays is Rudolph's nose. I'm Karen Fleeting, also known as money-saving obsessive Miss Thrifty, and in this episode I will be joined by Lady Janie, the Queen of Customer Service. Jane will be sharing top tips and advice on how to spend less on Christmas and find the best bargains when shopping for gifts. This is your guide to festive, frugal fun. I am so excited that I'm joined today by Jane. I know her as Jane. She's better known to the country at large as Lady Janie. She is the queen of customer service. She has an amazing blog and website. It's ladyjanie.co.uk and it's full of advice on everything from uh, saving money to consumer tips and how to complain. It's fabulous. But Jane is joining me today to talk about something in particular, and it's something that is, I think, a headache for at least one person in every household up and down the country in the run-up to Christmas, and it is the big G, gifts. How do you save money on Christmas presents? Different people do it in different ways with varying levels of success. Gosh, Jane, where do we start? I wondered... If you could give just one impart one piece of advice to people who are concerned this Christmas about all the people they have to buy for or all the money they're expected to spend, all the presents they're expected to source, what what would it be? What would be that one sort of magic bullet of advice? Does it really matter? You know, really, when you look at the bigger scheme of things, you know, does it really matter? And then we went through the pandemic, and I think in the pandemic, we really reassessed those priorities, those things that we held dear to us. We couldn't see our family and friends, whereas this year we can. And so at the end of the day, what's going to be the most important thing for them? Is it getting a gift from you, or are you the gift, as in you actually being there and then having your company? I think we put an awful lot of pressure on ourselves, and we also don't open up their conversations. I've been really surprised at the number of people that have said to me, oh, I felt exactly like that. I didn't know how to say anything. Even just with regard to going to Christmas parties, with regard to buying gifts, with regard to sending cars, we all feel this kind of obligation. Oh, it's Christmas and we must do it. And there's a lot of people, as you know, who said, feeling very uncomfortable, very pressured, and uh, I think if we can take that pressure off, then that's a good thing. You know, if you can spend, then of course spend. We have to have a balance between the re- supporting the retail industry and also our own personal um, situations. But if you can't and you need to make cuts, then open up those conversations with those people that you love and you trust. Sounds fantastic. I do have a question, though, which is when we're running this close to Christmas, is it too late? Is it too late to say that to somebody? I don't think it's ever too late Really, and I think anyone that really values you won't ever question your decision. And they might say to you, why didn't you uh, tell me earlier? Because they would have wanted to support you. What if they say, oh, no, I've already bought you a present? Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the trap that we all fall into. If you buy me a present, for example, am I going to feel obliged to buy you one? And I think we just really have to get a bit of a um it's not a stiffer back is it there's a phrase but i think we need to be a little have a little bit more backbone about it ourselves and have a belief in our own convictions and say look you know that's really lovely that you did that and it's i can't thank you enough i'm just not in a situation this year where i can reciprocate but 
there's a whole host of other things that we can do for people. It doesn't necessarily need to be monetary gestures by the way of gifts. Uh huh. This sounds to me like you have something in mind, or maybe a few things in mind. I do. I mean, I've done a fair bit of skill swapping. So, for example, for my own social media skills and marketing skills, then I have swapped those with a friend who I, I know, and she said to me, I can't afford Christmas presents this year, but what I can do is if you help me with my business website, I will provide you um, with chocolate and fudge. So, of course, I am very happy to be provided with chocolate and fudge because that means that I don't have to put the outlay out to buy it for other people for Christmas. <laughs> so you can exchange, you know, exchange your skills. Maybe you're very creative. Maybe you can make cards. Uh, maybe you're someone that can create gifts of one type or another, and therefore you can share those in your little circle of friends. It doesn't necessarily need to be something that you're going to have to pay out money for. Um, but there's a whole host of other things that you can do. I mean, of course, people are talking about sort of self-made gifts um, and you can also do little tokens. Uh, you'll do X, Y and Z for some, maybe sort of babysitting for three nights um, or something, you know. So that is a really nice voucher idea that you can do and print yourself. So of course, there are those suggestions. Um, but everyone probably has a little bit of something. And I do have a lot of tips as to how you can give a little bit of something but still not spend a penny. Please tell us more. Yeah, well, the best thing you can do is to sign up to the freebies site. So you've got magicfreebies.co.uk. You've also got um, latest free stuff. And uh, you can follow the links on those sites and sign up to do surveys or just sign up to get the samples. Obviously, always watch what you're signing up for. That's the thing with me as a, a cross between a consumer blogger and also a UK money blogger, you've got to watch those T's and C's. You don't want to be ending up anything popping into your inbox or end up signing up for anything that you will cost you money. So make sure you look at it. But be quite dedicated about how you do that because you can spend quite a lot of time just applying for this, that, and the other freebie. Whereas what you need to think is, okay, my sister, she loves perfume, so I'm going to keep an eye out for all these perfume samples and create a hamper of perfumes, a special little gift box just for her. And actually, um, I think it's more thoughtful in a way because uh, I've had it said to me, oh, well, you know, it's not very thoughtful, is it, just getting freebies and, and giving them out to people or re-gifting what you've got. But of course it is, because you're thinking more about the present. You're thinking more about, oh, they'd really like this, and you're spotting things. And, oh, that would be lovely. I'll put that in. So there are a couple of things there. You can also enter competitions. I've turned into a complete loon in this respect. I'm entering everything possible. I am a super top fan of superlucky.me, our friend Di. Uh, because she is amazing and so inspirational because you've got to be in it to win it. And uh, and if you can't use the presents this year or any gifts or freebies that you get, then create um, a stock for next year because I wish I'd started earlier, definitely. Me too. And I, I should say, the you, you mentioned a few websites now and I just wanted to repeat them again for people listening because there are some really good resources there. So the first one, was it Magic Freebies? Magic Freebies, yep.co.uk. The second one is Latest Free Stuff. Yes. And we've got Super Lucky Me. And superlucky.me is the website that's run by our blogging pal, Di, who is a, a competitor extraordinaire. Her superpower, her super talent is, is winning competitions. So if, if you are interested in winning prizes from competitions, and I think Di's won everything from uh, gift sets to, to holidays, then superlucky.me is, is a great one to check out. Can I ask you, Jane, you were um, talking earlier about being honest 
with people, with people who might be expecting gifts from you at Christmas and saying to them, look, because of the situation I'm in, it's, it's going to be difficult for me this year. We traditionally are a nation of people who are terrible at talking about money. We don't like to do it. Um, it's in, in marked contrast to uh, certain other countries, America springs to mind, where money in and income and financial situations are very, well, much more open and people feel much more comfortable talking about that. Traditionally, we, we don't here in the UK, we don't like it at all. And we keep our, our cards, plastic or otherwise, very close to our chest. Do you think that in the light of everything that's happening at the moment, we have the economic instability, the cost of living crisis, off the back of years of COVID misery at this point, people are more open than they have been in the past about how they're faring or not faring financially? Or, or do you think there's still a stigma attached to that? Is it, I suppose what I'm asking, is this an easy conversation to have or an easier conversation to have than it would have been just a few years ago? Yeah, I think there'll always be a stigma that we're going to have to deal with for whatever reason. Um, but I do think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there and that it is something that is actually easier because of the conversations that we've had to have during the pandemic. And it's uh, funny you talk about us not wanting to talk about our financial situation but it's very much like that in the world of consumer rights we are a nation that does not like to complain and yet um, over the last year since the pandemic we've complained more than we've ever complained so even that is changing our consumer habits changing our financial habits are changing and our own habits are changing in general in terms of we are prioritizing our own self-care if people don't understand that then you know they, they probably shouldn't be in your circle of gift recipients anyway but i'm sure you know in any supportive environment that people will understand and that those conversations as you said are ones that we need to have and quite urgently so so perhaps these conversations may be a bit easier to have than they would have been just a few years ago yeah and it doesn't money saving doesn't need to be boring or horrible it can be quite fun especially if you get into this uh, routine of looking for freebies and entering competitions and um, using the supermarket reward points together as a family think about it as a family think about doing it together you know how can we do this how can we make this more fun more interesting and um, because you can also you know look at recycling and sharing sites and people are giving away things for free you've got community groups being set up that have got um toys uh, um gifts anything really that you are looking for you just need to keep your eyes out for it um you know nextdoor.co.uk um, maybe people are advertising local to you if you're looking for your food shop and you've got oleo which is a food sharing app um initially a waste reduction app but now used to share food but it does have non-food items there too so you can actually turn to be quite fun um looking into different ways that you can try and reduce your costs you don't have to spend a fortune so that you care do you i completely agree and i think it's also you referred to this earlier it's also about looking at what resources you have and this may well not be be cash resources but what else do you have at your disposal so if you have time for example if you have the time to spare then you can put effort into those those homemade gifts I remember going back a few years now, uh, one Christmas when my husband and I were very skinny, but he, he's an amazing woodworker. He, he does it for a job. And he, he made uh, carving knives and carved the handles uh, for 
all the people in our family and they were beautiful really beautiful a bit different now because circumstances change I've no idea how he could possibly find the time to, to do that now but at the time it was a, a fantastic and budget-friendly gift option so it's about the art of the possible isn't it if you don't have money what do you have that could become a gift yes exactly exactly and we need to be more resourceful and we have become so again during the pandemic, post-pandemic, we've become more resourceful and we've, been, we've used our initiative and we've thought outside the box as to how we can get, how we can achieve and how we can afford what we actually want. Because we have, there's a big focus, isn't there, on wants and needs and there's a big difference there um, between the two. So it's trying to find that balance, that compromise, really, and not having those awkward conversations, making those conversations non-awkward ones is, is a challenge, but it's certainly doable. And I wonder if, if we take somebody who is uh, cash poor, time poor, as so many of us seem to be these days, the run up to Christmas is on, it's Advent, the, the countdown is happening. If you are in this position and you still have uh, gifts to buy, perhaps you don't feel you're in a position to uh, politely decline to buy gifts for your loved ones that year. If you've got children, for example, and you don't want them to miss out on, on the Christmas gift experience, what then? Where can you turn? As I said earlier, that you can look to your local community because there are Facebook groups for your local community where people are putting messages on there. I've got this, I've got that, I can share this, I can do that. Um, And also link up with other parents. Link up with other parents and share your ideas because uh, you may have one diamond tip that you can share and someone else may say, oh, have you tried this or have you tried that? So I think be open to ideas and be open to kind of different things. And, uh, you know, it is difficult, especially to children, and it is all about the children at Christmas, even big children um, like myself, but it, it is about the children. So in your family, in your group, then you may, then the tendency is that you will prioritise as much as possible so the children get their gifts, and that's quite rightly so. Um, so I just think, as we've said, it, we really just need to try and think outside the box um, and look to see what's available in the local community, in the local neighbourhood. Look to see what events are going on locally, free events that you can go to and that they often give out um, free gifts while you're there. Anything that you can treasure trove for your children. What a fantastic phrase, treasure trove. I might keep that one. I might treasure that. Yeah, get them involved in get them involved in designing cards. You know, if you've got if you've got a, a print that you can use, it you can print things out, or you've got old cards that you can that you can cut up. Get them involved in it because then they're excited in a different way about Christmas. Because obviously, the, you know, the our our, our friend arriving and via the chimney is the most exciting point of that particular day. Of course, it is, but also it's the big build up to it. So I think we always need just need to remember that the magic of Christmas and make sure that that at least is not forgotten, even if it's all a bit doom and gloom in terms of prep for us. Is there anything we could do with um, older children who perhaps are not excited about Santa? They feel too old for that, uh, yet have high expectations of of what they hope to get for Christmas. How do we manage those expectations? Yeah, well, that comes back to those all-important conversations because they're certainly old enough to actually understand, um, you know, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and therefore, this is an, op- an, an optimum time to have those conversations. And uh, I think over the last year or so, in the year of the squeeze, then we have had to have those difficult conversations and to uh, share what we are doing in the family to save energy, for example, to send money, make that, you know, a family initiative. This needs to be a whole group effort. It's not single people on their own necessarily. If you Then you, we need to come together on this and try and pool ideas 
as to how it works or not. So I think that's the best thing I can and kind of say in that respect. Just keep those conversations going because that's what we've been learning um, for quite a long time now and we need to stick to it. Can I ask you, Jane, what is the most amazing Christmas present that you have ever received? Not necessarily the most um, extravagant, expensive present, but the one that has made you happiest. I was I was proposed to at Christmas, if that helps. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was some time ago now, it was a Christmas time. But uh, yeah, off the top of my head, I really can't, I really can't remember. I really can't think of anything uh, specific. I'm always a happy bean. Can I ask, was, was it a proposal that, that you accepted? Yes, it was. Because yeah. that's, that sounds like it will make the difference between being an amazing Christmas present or a completely disastrous one. Yeah, and, it, and, and I was presented with, with the diamond of my ring. So I think that has to probably come at the top. Yeah, in the top three at least. But no one needs to get diamonds to be happy at Christmas. Look, I have a Merry Christmas oh, jumper. Not. <laughs> yeah, uh, which, is, which is all important. I should have thought of that before. Um, I should have thought of that before I came on to talk to you <laughs> about a favourite gift. Well, Anything that people have thought about me and thought, oh, that's Jane, then that, that's lovely. So it's, it's the consideration and the care, the thought that's gone into it. Yes, and it is the thought that counts. And that's what we're missing all the time. Uh, you know, there's this big build that we've got to spend more, we've got to do more, we've got to show how much we care. We can show how much we care without having to spend a penny, really. It's just those expectations and managing those expectations. And as we've said quite rightly, it, you know, the ch- looking after the children and making sure they're happy, it is a priority And because Christmas is really not all about them. Great. Thank you, Jane. Let's sum up what we've got so far because we have been talking nonstop. And at this point, I think we have a roll call of suggestions, ideas and recommendations for what people can do to save money on their Christmas gifts this year. So we have um, first up at the very top of the list, if Christmas is going to be difficult for you, if you have not got the resources in place to spend out on lovely gifts for all all the loved ones in your life. Be honest about it. Have honest conversations. It's not too late, even even as Christmas morning itself approaches, it's not too late to have those conversations and be honest about your situation. These conversations can feel mortifying, but it's a lot easier to have them than it was even just a few years ago. We also have in this lovely digital world lots of web resources available to us. So we have uh, Jane's own site, ladyjaney.co.uk, but we've also got some really good recommendations. Uh, We've got Magic Freebies, Latest Free Stuff, superlucky.me if you fancy chancing your arm with some competitions. It might be a bit late for this Christmas, but definitely a good site to keep a tab on anyway. Competitions throughout the year. Start collecting for next Christmas. Uh, We have uh, emphasis on it being the the thought that counts rather than the expense, uh, the cost of the gifts that you want to buy. We have prioritising for children and making sure that if you are on a limited budget, that you keep 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 the kids first and foremost, keep the magic of Christmas alive for them. But bear in mind that it's not the actual gifts that they are likely to find the most exciting thing about this very exciting time of year. What have I missed, Jane? I feel like there's more. Yeah, well, share, reach out to your community. That's it. Facebook groups and there are and I do think these have proliferated in lockdown as well there seem to be more than there were a couple of years ago we, we used to be dependent on uh, FreeCycle didn't we and some sites like FreeCycle but now there seem to be a lot of groups on Facebook in particular 
where uh, people will give good things away for free. They just want to see them go to a good home. So if you are new to these groups, if you haven't encountered them yet and you're on Facebook, I would suggest that you search within Facebook using words like your, your hometown or home area and the word free or thrift or frugal in the title. Um, you may well be surprised by what you find there. Anything else? I'm, I'm aware that, that time is pressing on. Any, any other great gift ideas that I haven't recapped or we haven't covered? No, just make sure you don't miss a trick. You know, I've signed up to advent calendars where you can um, every day open a new window for major department stores. And there's, if there's something there, then that's great. I've just got free photo prints. I've got my free wrapping paper. So everything's stacking up. So just keep your eyes peeled. And you don't necessarily, uh, we're all on our phones quite a lot anyway, you don't necessarily need to do that. You just need to look when you are there and you never know what might pop up. And try it. Try it out. Try something different. Well, this sounds like a fabulous guide to to a stress-free Christmas gift purchasing experience. And thank you very much, Jane, for all these tips. Thank you so much. Thank you to the amazing Lady Janie, consumer champion and the queen of customer service. You can check out more of her top tips on the money-saving and consumer blog, ladyjanie.co.uk. We'll be back soon with another episode, hearing from some of the country's brightest minds and experts on how to celebrate Christmas without breaking the bank. Christmas on a Budget is a laudable production for the Manchester Evening News. It is presented by me, Karen Fleeting, and produced by Dan McLaughlin. Merry Christmas. Christmas.